You are listening to the Photobomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photobomb Podcast. My name is Bure Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. A little tired. Yeah? Long weekend. Oh, yeah? Tell me about it. I had uh, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. I'm sorry. On Saturday was a bat mitzvah, and then on Sunday had a wedding. Was a bar bat mitzvah, is that like a mitzvah for hermaphrodite? No, it's not. <laughs> bar mitzvah is for boys, and bat mitzvah is for girls. Got it. You know what? You know what I find interesting. You know, and this is—I don't. This is not even at all humorous. But I do a lot of bar bat mitzvahs. Uh, in fact, you can uh, be looking for an article to appear in a Professional Photographer Magazine regarding that very fact here in the near future. And um, a lot of the temples I go to, like you show up at eight thirty on a Saturday morning to do a, a walkthrough or whatever, and uh, they've always got a cop in the parking lot. So they they have security all the time at their temples. Uh-huh. And it hurts me in this day and age in America. That a Jewish temple in Tampa, Florida, feels that they have to have security. I was actually just watching an episode of the Archer Bunker show. Ar- Ar- Archie, Archie Bunker, Bunker. Archie Bunker show, to that effect. Believe it or not, All in the Family. No, no, no. It's the one they made after All in the Family. Archie's place. After his, yeah, that's the one. They owned his, a bar after his wife died or that's whatever. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just, but it hurts me. I mean, it would hurt me at any church, but I see it more. I see it at the bar, at the at the synagogues more than anything. And I think in Tampa, Florida, do we have a problem with with people doing something to synagogues? Well, you know. I don't know. Are there a lot of anti semites in Tampa? No, there are not. There's there's plenty of temples and there's a, a thriving Jewish population. But you know, I just I you see that and you think, oh come on, it's 2015. Aren't we past this yet? I don't know. Um, it could be. It, it's a, a lot of times it's a traffic thing. I don't know if you know that. No, like, it wasn't a traffic thing. I see yeah. a lot of churches with off-duty police oh, officers. Sure. Like uh, if it's a church is on a main road, right? You know, they'll have cops directing traffic in and out. Well, we have a mega church uh, right down from uh, our old house, and uh, that's the way. They, I mean, they have they have to have the cops out there because it's literally three thousand, four thousand people on a Sunday morning going in there. And that's a good question. I asked a cop friend of mine. I said, Do, "Does the church pay for those cops?" Or, you know, those cops on the clock. And he said, no, no, the church pays for the off-duty cops to come out and direct traffic. And I said, you know, I wouldn't have a problem if they were paid for by the city to do it. And a lot of people probably would. But I wouldn't have a problem because I figure all those people coming out into the traffic, they're all citizens, too. And they deserve to have good, you know what I mean? I, I, you know, so that's, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with that. It's also good good work for the cops, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'll never meet a cop who doesn't have another part-time job. Right. I, want, I used to be a manager at a movie theater back in uh, high school and part of college. And uh, we used to have those guys, man, they had the easiest job in the world, as, as not to say cops do, the no. off-duty officers yes. who did security. They would stand around just eating popcorn <laughs> and BSing with the employees, and get, they were getting like 38 bucks an hour. Yeah, there was a Whataburger by my house in Texas, and it was open 24 hours, and there was a cop who just sat in the room all night long with his laptop or whatever, and well, I, when I go to the horse track and play cards or whatever, there's a cop sitting in the corner with his laptop just doing whatever he wants to do, and that's all he does. Sure, one of the most attractive things about law enforcement is that you can get those extra oh, yeah. gigs oh, yeah. because in some cases they're not necessarily paid a ton of money. No, no, no. And yeah, and like I said, you will rarely meet uh, a police officer who doesn't have uh, a second gig. They work constantly. Yeah, I dig that, man. Yeah, no. They're always working. So I mean, that's completely off any topic. Yeah, what are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> but I had a wedding yesterday and um, I had this, I never had this before. I had a Grateful Dead cover band at this wedding. Uh-huh. And Grateful Dead... No matter what song they're playing, and they played like they played some Van Morrison, they played uh, Ico Ico, which is the old uh, uh, Cajun song. You know, Hey now, Hey now, Hey now, Hey now, Ico Ico. Right? Yeah, they played yeah, yeah. that because there were some people from Louisiana there, and they played all these. 
Every single song they played sounded like a Grateful Dead song. That's the way the Grateful Dead were. It's like reggae. No matter what they play, right. it sounds the same. Right. You know, so Ico Ico, which is a very distinctive song, now just sounds like, you know, Touch of Grey by my... my <laughs> you know, every song they played had that Grateful Dead flair. And here's the other question I have for you. For me. Mr. Musician. Okay. They had two drummers. Which okay. I'm guessing Grateful Dead has two drummers. I have no idea. I have no idea. Here's my question. Two drummers in the band. Yeah. How do you hear a song and then pick out which drummer is playing which part? I always thought it was a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see drummer percussionist, you know, but I always saw two drummers as kind of a gimmick. Yeah. Although I did see there's a there's a band, um, uh, an indie band from years back called uh, uh, Trail of the Dead, or you will know it's by the Trail of the Dead. Anyways. But one of the loudest concerts I ever heard, at one time they had three drummers going. And uh, it was it was the only show I've ever left in my entire life because it was too loud. Because it was too loud. Yeah, and that was and that was when I was probably twenty two. Wow. So it wasn't like you know I'm just an old man who doesn't like loud music right. anymore. It was like I I literally just walked out because and I paid twenty bucks to go see him. Right. And the I bride bride had dreadlocks too. By the way, she pointed. Yeah, that sounds. She was right. from Hawaii. She had dreadlocks. She loved the Grateful Dead. Wait, is it? Uh, oh wait, wait. What about like? Was it white lady dreadlocks? Yes, white lady uh, dreadlocks. I don't know. We were talking about racist stuff earlier. <laughs> Not like we were being racist, yes. but we were talking about issues of race and what right. is and isn't. And but I got to tell you, uh, there's something about white people with dreadlocks. It just drives me crazy. I don't know why it is. It's I don't. Know, I don't know that I've, hers were up. You know, she had a, an, an updo. Right. Um, but I don't know that I've ever seen a woman with dread like long dread. I don't know if I've ever actually seen that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, oh, it's a lot of guys. Like, what's the, the guy from the Counting Crows, Adam Duritz? Oh yeah, and he had like you know white guy dreadlocks. And I, you know what? Do whatever you want. I'm not going to more power to you. But, you. but just, we're also allowed to say we think it. But looks I'm also stupid. like, yeah, it looks dumb. <laughs> like, you, you, you look like an asshat. You yeah, really do. Fine. You want to have a mullet? That's fine. But I'm allowed to say. Have it you ever seen like a white it. guy with dreadlocks where you're like, man, he's rocking it? Never. No. Never. You no. see a white guy with dreadlocks and you're like, douche. Yeah, like, right. That's true. poser douche. That's right? true. Sorry yeah. out there if you have white, <laughs> white, white dreadlocks. dreadlocks. I'm being racist against there white so people. Many, yeah, so of course you are. Hey, so can we talk about something today that, no. uh, that's, that's recent in the news? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, thanks for your permission. I wanted to talk about, I just saw this on Vanity Fair, and then it was, again, it was reposted on F-Stoppers, and it's been all over the internet for the last few days, and it was about this photo shoot with Demi Lovato, the singer. Okay. And she's most recently famous for um, probably her cover of uh, the Frozen Let It Go. I think she did the gotcha. pop version. Right. Cause you know how Disney will often have the character sing the song, and then they'll have somebody famous sing the same song, like another mm-hmm. version of it. They did it with, like, BB and CeCe Winans, I think, for, like, Aladdin. And maybe they did, right. like, or... And they did... Uh, Michael Bolton did, like, the Hercules theme. They always have, like, a celeb... Elton John did it in The Lion King. You know, they always... Right. Have, and but this, the girl who actually sang for the movie, uh, what was her name? That was, uh, you know, the, the Broadway chick. Uh, well, I forget her name. But she originated the role of uh, the Wicked Witch yeah, in Wicked. Yeah, in Wicked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll think of her Something name. weird, like Ezalisa or something. Whatever. Anyway. What, oh, what's her name? Oh, what's her Never name? Never will forget old what's her name. So Demi Lovato did this photo shoot recently, and apparently it was this like, last-minute impromptu photo shoot. And all the articles on the the blogospheres and all the Facebook feeds, and it was saying, like, this brave, bold move, like, that she did it without makeup and without Photoshop. And it was a lot of pictures of her in the bathtub or her in the bathroom, and it was just this. And she's completely naked, but it's all everything's covered at all times. Right. But here's the thing. How old is she? Yeah, probably 27, 28 yeah. years old, maybe. Okay. You know, I don't know. But the thing is, she's stunning. Yeah. She's a stunning woman. Like, she can roll out of bed with no makeup on. Right. 
totally naked, looks phenomenal, right? Has this incredible figure. And it's this bold thing that she did it without makeup or Photoshop or whatever. And I'm just thinking, like, for her, that's a wolf. You get Jamie Lee Curtis. Get her to do it. Right. (laughs) Who, by the way, still looks awesome. Right. But, like, that would be bold. Or what if you're Madonna? Let's see Madonna do it. Yeah. Let's see Madonna completely down. At this point. So, we're just, I guess the point is that we're so used to um, everything being Photoshopped like crazy. You know, we've we've all seen those articles come up on Facebook where it shows the celebrities before and after Photoshop on the magazine covers and stuff. And they do a lot, even to the young, beautiful ones. Right. You'll see J-Lo, who is... Not super young, but she's 40, early 40s, right? And she is probably one of the most beautiful women on the planet as far as like, hey, I, you know, you want to look that good when you're in your 40s. So, you, you know, that you showed the before and after of her and then somebody like, uh, oh, what's her name? Kardashian, bubble butt. Kim Kardashian. That, Kim thank Kardashian. you. That's the one. <laughs> the, thing that me, the, the thing that gets me about what they do to everybody now, it's not the facial stuff that they do. I mean, you want to do, knock it out. Okay? I don't like yeah, doing facial stuff. Because it's makeup and everything. No. We knock it out. We do all the we do all the face. You do all the the Photoshop to the face. To me, because that's no really no different than if you make do a lot of makeup on them. But what's really gotten bad is that now they the thighs have got to be unnaturally thin. Yeah, you have and to see be able to see yeah, through the legs they, when they're closed. They, that, and then I'm I'm just like, listen, you know, uh, you don't have to have the thinnest thighs in the world to still be attractive and 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 hot. And now they're making it look like you do. Well, it's it's unfortunate because I think that you know, and you have little girls, and I have a little right. girl, and like you, you just wonder. What they grew up looking at and thinking like this is what is right. the standard for beauty. So in a way, this thing that Demi Lovato did was cool. It's like you can just be yourself. But it would be so much more impactful. I remember yes. years ago, remember speaking to Jamie Wait, Lee Curtis. That she did that she years did ago that. for uh, Jane Magazine, I think. They said they wanted to do a photo shoot with her. And she said, I will do a photo shoot if you will do two. One with me completely done up and one with me out without me completely. And they had a full page spread of her completely before she got made up. And she said she wanted to, she wanted to show what she really looked like because she was very famous. Probably the most famous she was at any point for her looks was True Lies. Remember that movie? Oh came sure. Out? Oh, that's night? right. Yeah. She oh, did that I famous stripping scene Jamie. in the hotel room. Right. I interviewed her. I met I met Jamie Lee. No, you did. Yes, I interviewed Jamie Lee. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was super sweet. Just as nice as could be. And uh, very famous for that particular. Yes, yeah, True Lies. So for her to do a body image thing, but for somebody like. Demi Lovato would be like, I, I see it, I get it, you're making a statement, but I'm sort of not as impacted by it because it was all very, you know, it wasn't like it was just her standing there in the harsh light of day. It well, was all very well posed and lit and stuff. Let's bring this back to photography even a little bit more. And this mm-hmm. is kind of a, a, a thing for me is that um, people posting pictures all the time in Facebook, and I'm not in any way disparaging my fellow photographers. I, I will. Okay. But... Um, when they get some 21-year-old hot model in a bikini and they take her picture mm-hmm. and then they and, and, you, and everyone's like, that's awesome. And a trained photographer can look at it and be like, yeah, that's a hot girl and you didn't have to do much to that. So, you know, I, there's this whole taking credit for the fact that she's hot and wearing a bikini right. type thing that photographers love to do where it's not like, you know, yeah, she's hot, but it doesn't, you know, as a photographer, I'm not going to praise your photography skills because it's hard to screw that up. How do you screw that? And the same thing with Demi Lovato. Okay, so she's naked in a, in a bathtub. Okay, nobody cares that you're not doing a lot of Photoshop on her face when she's naked in the bathtub. <laughs> right? That's, that's what we're drawn to. Because you know what the funny thing is about, uh, about all the Photoshop and the objectification of women and like the over-retouching? Here, the thing that's funny about it is that men are so not that difficult to please. No, we're really not. <laughs> we wouldn't really need all of that to sort of be into it. 
you know? So it's sort of like, you know, uh, an unnecessary amount of effort. But it is almost like it's it's not for us because we'll take anything. Yes, absolutely we will. Well, it's like the rise of the ring light. Yeah, the right. And unless you, okay, so if you went to see a double feature B movies, and the I'm first, really interested in how the, you're going to bring and this the first back. Fe- the first feature was called the Rise of the Ring Light. What would the second feature be called? Wait, okay, ask again. Say again. <laughs> the first feature is called the Rise of the Ring Light. That's that's the that's the first feature in the double feature. What's the second feature called in that in that horror tale? The Fellowship of the Ring Light. The Fellowship. <laughs> Okay, it's like the ring light. Okay, you look at the covers of, of, of major magazines. You look at the covers of, or, or shots being done in, in magazines like Playboy, which I read for the pictures. And um, you see these ring lights being used all the time now, where they just take the model. She's half naked or naked. They shoot her straight on with a ring light. And it happens that, a lot. And it's that flat they light. They do a maximum a lot. Right, and, they the don't do, and they're not doing anything. They're not really doing anything. They just put her in front of a backdrop and pop her off with a ring light, right? And be, oh, that's fantastic. And as photographers, we look at it and we go, it's, it's not good light, you know, for the most part. But the reason it's fantastic is because it's Demi Lovato and she's made up and she's nude or half nude. And that's why we think it's fantastic. And it's lending it. And, and I hate it because it's giving us this idea that, that just crappy light or whatever is just fine. No, it's not. It's okay if you're shooting Haley Berry because it doesn't matter what you shoot her with. She's going to look like Haley Berry. I love how you mispronounce everyone's yes, name. Holly. Is it Holly Berry? I think it's Halle Berry. Well, yeah, you can't give me a hard time when you can't even know for sure. I think that most people would agree that it's Halle Berry. It's Halle. Is it Halle Holly or Halle? Halle. 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 What did I say? Haley. You said uh, Haley. 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 Haley Berry. And you said Demi Lovato. And is Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. I, I feel like we're, we're sort of getting off on a tangent here. So No, listen. I hate ring lights. That's okay, my tangent. I get it. I get it. My it, tangent is I hate ring lights. Ring light is kind of an easy thing. It's, it's, it's unbelievably it's, easy. It's, and there's guys out there making a fortune shooting the covers of magazine, Maxim Magazine with a ring light like they're like they're artists. I think that probably somebody did that as sort of a one of the cool things in photography because it's a visual art form is you can go, I know that this is the correct way to do it, but screw that. I'm going to step over here and do it this way. And then all of a sudden it became a trend because as a as a lifelong um, Maxim peruser, I never actually uh, have a subscription. I always just look at it at the grocery store while I'm waiting in line. You can see the trends over the years of this stuff because right. I would say that Maxim is is severely and almost totally geared towards men. Well, right? it's a men's magazine. Right. It's, yeah. right, right. Maxim, so Esquire, GQ, Playboy. But Maxim is sort of like the one that um, I think is, is sort of a bell curve for that for, for, for photographic trends. If you look at what's okay. going on, right. the cover of that magazine. And it used to be, um, you used to call it Maxim lighting. It was like shooting on a really gray, bland day and blowing out the sky. And then it was, you know, shooting against a white background with one light straight on. And then bring, like it just, you can see that for about a year, or a year and a half, you'll see all their covers seem to be shot pretty similarly. Um, whereas, you know, you go to something like Marie Claire, they're almost always the same uh, flat light, but also really soft in comparison, where it would be like sort of the anti-maxim. So um, I just think that it's just sort of a trend. And, and honestly, I don't think they're really trying to impress photographers. I think that, oh yeah, well, I think there's a trend that's not going to go away, though, because I think it's a trend that's brought on by the use of cell phones. Like, for instance, I dropped my subscription to Playboy. And I was a subscriber to Playboy. And, uh, I, and I started off, before I was a photographer, I subscribed, I know, the uh, for the articles. But I actually did. Playboy had great articles. Great jokes, too. And then, yeah. And then, not really. No, I think so. I don't think so. I always liked the jokes. And then, you know, and then, as I became a photographer, the pictures, I really started to, to pick them apart. You know, some of the great greatest photographers would shoot for Playboy. But not anymore. Like Lou Freeman back in the day. And just now, when you go and you look at Playboy, it's like, uh, here's a Playmate or whatever. And she might as well have been shot with a cell phone. It's ring lighting. You know, they'll get a celebrity and they'll just, it's ring lighting, it's direct light out by the pool, blown out sky, the whole nine yards. And you're thinking, wow, couldn't you have, 
couldn't you have upped this just a little bit? You're Playboy, for the love of God. And I think that it's coming from the cell phone generation, that there's a generation that when they take pictures of their girlfriends or selfies or whatever, it's cell phones with that direct light. And so they're just emulating that into the magazines. I think that's a pretty strong possibility. Um, but, you know, I, you know, you mentioned it. Playboy, is, as for photographers, has always been known as, as far as, you know, booby magazines. Right. Always had phenomenal. Photography. Oh, the centerfold's going to have like nine lights on it. Yeah, I mean it's it's complex, but it's it's extremely well done. The lighting is perfect. Here we are, two guys. Was like, oh yes, we're reading Playboy for the lighting. <laughs> No, well, but, you know, you reach your point. Listen, you reach your point where that's what you're With the rise of the internet, there, if, you're, if you're reading Playboy for pictures of naked women, you've got a problem. Because yeah, there's you, plenty of pictures. You can get plenty of pictures <laughs> of naked women without having to pay a dime to Playboy. Yeah, actually, Playboy would be pretty tame compared to most of the stuff that's yeah, on like there. Yeah, like 65 pages in Playboy, they and five have, of them are naked women. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, you're really really getting screwed on your, on your dollar there if you're buying Playboy for the naked pictures. They didn't have anything like uh, Two Girls, One Cup ever in Playboy. Oh, <laughs> that did not ever have to be mentioned on the podcast. Two photographers one lens right now there's somebody going what's that no, let me just please, google it if you're out there do please not, do not google it do not google. i don't even think you can find it though i don't know man i i try not to put uh too much there's so much garbage in my brain that i'm really By the way, we need to have it. a uh, we need to have a pact okay you and me you know how people have a porn pact like if we both get to the same like, certain no, age no, and we're supposed no, to get married no like if one <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like if either of us are single no when, there was like, a porn pact where you know have to be a 10 year gap if, if one of us dies the other one has to come to their house and destroy the porn okay. but that doesn't work anymore no so now what we have to have is a, is a pact that if one of us dies Clear the other your one browser has to, history <laughs> the other one has to come and delete the browser history that's exactly right thank you for stepping on my joke once again oh, dude I totally step <laughs> on every joke you have to come to my house and delete my browser history history okay i'll do that but seriously is there anything in your browser history that your wife would be surprised about no my exactly. wife because my wife and i have this you guys have that yeah that's what i'm saying so me on the other hand uh, i would definitely uh, need you to come and delete my browser history <laughs> not because i'm looking at porn just because i just google the stupidest stuff right you know and i don't want people to know how dumb i actually am well sometimes i just like to pick three words at random and google them just to see what comes up like billionaire cake knuckles yes there you go that's a, be a perfect example and then see what comes up first in billionaire cake knuckles uh, we should po- take a screenshot <laughs> post billionaire cake knuckles what comes up first from billionaire cake knuckles um, okay so we, we touched on retouching and I want to get back to that a little All right. bit here's one of my ultimate pet peeves is photographers headshots when photographers have headshots like on their social media profiles and on their website and you know them personally. Right. And you're looking at Hedgehog <laughs> 1. Yeah, that isn't you. That's really not you. It's funny. Yeah. Um, we're okay, so we'll let, rate my headshot. How close would you say? 1 to 10, how close would you say it is to being fairly accurate it's, me? It's, it's flattering. Right. And it is mostly accurate. Mostly accurate. I mean, it's cleaned up a little You've bit. You've had it for a few years. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, think did, you don't have a goatee in that. I do. Do you have a goatee mm-hmm. in it? I mean, you're wearing a hat. It's scraggly. I'm wearing a hat, which I never do. Bure Perry, wearer yeah. of hats. Wearer of hats. <laughs> I never wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, but there was a, you know, there's the group that we're both a part of on Facebook, Headshots with Lori Patrick, right? Right. And this is, I, um, I'm pretty active in the group. I really enjoy it. I get a lot um, of, of, I give a lot and I get a lot from it. It's a really cool You're a group. giver. I'm a giver. <laughs> But um, it's funny when um, you, the photographers that it's a headshot group and you go in there and their headshots are awful or like way 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 over retouched like no bags under the right. eyes like no pores stuff. Everyone like that. has bags. Newborn babies have bags. Right? Yeah. You because cannot remove the bags. Your eye is spherical 
Although you really know how I'm looking at you now, you really don't have a lot of bag action going on there, Gary. I Hughes. got a good night's sleep. That, I mean, you really don't have a lot of bags. I moisturize. Is that what that is? You moisturize? Yeah, I All do. Right. Good <laughs> I, uh, I we'll discuss your regimen later. Oh, I mean, speaking of moisturize, I, I know we're not actually even talking about anything specific today, but that's I don't all right. Care. I'm tired. Um, yeah, man, you had a double header yeah, weekend. Yeah, a which long is, weekend. Which is is we can talk about that um, at, instead of talking about me moisturizing. Let's talk about <laughs> the uh, any any time anybody who shoots weddings or events knows that the day after you shoot a wedding or event, we, you're just done. Yeah, you feel like you've been hit by a truck. Yeah. For example, like I use muscles that I don't normally use throughout the rest of the week. Like when I shoot the the dances at a wedding or a mitzvah or an event. And there's dancing. I always squat on outside the dance floor, like I'm on my feet, but I'm crouching down, right? Because I don't want to be blocking a guest view of like the daddy daughter dance, whatever. And when I get my shot, I pop up and I shoot and I go back down. So throughout a course of reception, I'll probably do like 150. You're doing deep knee bends, yeah, deep knee bends with with a weight in your hand, feeling the sweet burn in my yeah. thighs, you know. But you don't notice it at the time because you're concentrating on what you're doing. And then the next day, I'm like, God. Why my legs hurt so bad? Right. And you, it, we call it the—I don't know what most people call. It. Julie and I call it the wedding hangover. Yeah, I mean, you, you just don't you, when when you know you've got a big wedding on Saturday, and you get that client who says, "Listen, can we just get together on Sunday or whatever?" And you're like, "I really don't want to." Nope. I really want to just sleep as late as possible, yep. and then just take like a two-hour breakfast, and because it really does knock you out. And I and I think sometimes you know, like Bobby will be doing a wedding, and you know, she's there longer than I am, and working hard. And yet she doesn't seem as wiped out as me. And, of course, I'm older. Uh, but also, yeah. But also, I wear my gear. And I, and I want to find, find a police officer. And I want to compare. I want to know how much his web belt with all of his stuff weighs versus what I, I carry. Those things are pretty heavy, like 20 pounds. Yeah, but, I mean, with, with a 5D Mark III, a 2470 lens. 7200. A 7200. A 1635. And you're wearing all that? Yes, a 1635. At least four AA batteries. Um, maybe a remote, the flash that's on the camera, 580 EX3, uh, all that is on my belt. Okay, so you work really hard, and um, if you want later, I'll give you a calf massage. And no, thank you. Fun. You sure? I'll pass no sensual massage? massage? No sensual massage. <laughs> okay. No, but the, uh, so you just did a double header, which is yeah. like two events, a wedding yeah. and, a, and a mitzvah that you did. Um and so basically right now you're you're like weak as a kitten. I am. Yeah, you could knock me over with a feather. I don't know what day it is, I don't know what time it is. I've got a double wedding weekend coming up in yeah. um October of next year and we probably I get one of those every other year and I just dread it. Oh man. You dread it's it. It's just long. Because not only that cuz when I come home from a wedding and I have just the one wedding, I'll put my gear up and I'll just put it in the studio and then I'll just relax. I'll just get to it on Monday. But if you have a oh, wedding, I can't do that. You got to come home. You got to upload the images. You got to back everything up. Then you got to charge all your batteries, yep. re-clean all That's your right. lenses, do get all your stuff ready before you can go to bed. Yes, because you got to be ready to go first thing the next morning. You you just batteries got to be like, charging overnight. You right. got everything. Yeah. So you come home and it's right. You right. Work, 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 work. Usually like a couple of hours. Before so you can go to so bed. the the second day, are you more or less on point the second day? Um. I'm about the same, really. You think you're going to go into... I'm like you, though, where no matter how you feel going in, once the race starts, you're there. You know, I mean, once I start shooting, I'm... I'm in it. I, I, I'm, I, everything else is blocked out, and I'm just in the moment and, and working. I, don't, I never really have a. I'm just going to take it easy today because I'm tired. It just doesn't happen. You know, you can't. 
No, I mean when you and you start looking for shots and you're like, oh, and you get interested in it, and next thing and you're and next thing you know, it's two or three hours have gone by. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm definitely beat up even worse on the third day because I had two in a row. And you got some other big stuff going on in your life. I do. Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, what do I have? You, going on you in just my life? moved. I did. Well, this is the temp. This is the yes, the, the the temporary move. So we're in the new place. We're in the new place. We're in the rental house right now, recording, which is why if there's a little echo. Uh, we can't figure out how to get the echo out of the room that we're, we're in. We're in a much smaller yeah. recording room, and so we're going to have to put foam up on the walls yes. and uh, and all kinds of stuff like that. I liked your idea of instead of putting blankets on the wall, what if we just wore blankets? What if we yeah? What if we just wore blankets <laughs> over ourselves <laughs> and the microphones? Like just what big, if we bu- what if we built uh, a sofa cushion fort? And we did this show from inside that. You know me so well. That would work, right? That would be great. <laughs> Dude, how do you know me so yeah, I well? Know, I know. It's what I really it wanted great. to do the whole time. So, yeah. So, we moved. Uh, we're actually still moving. It won't be until like next week that we finish the move. Like, we don't have our garage refrigerator here. We don't have a washer and dryer here. Uh, but we moved most of the stuff. We're living here now. And we're kind of doing a slow move. And then we'll be here. Uh, we've got a year lease. But I don't know how long we're going to stay. We're going to keep looking. Because we're trying to find a very specific home. And it's very hard to find exactly what we want. I really would like to have an outbuilding. I really would like to have a, a, a studio on property. So we need we need land. We need space. We need uh, no homeowners association. <laughs> and we want it all in a school district that's Nazis. about the size of a postage stamp. So we have to really just wait until the ideal property comes open for yeah, us. Yeah, you know, um, that's, that's an interesting thought because you've been working at your, your old house. Yeah. You had a real a big, big house. And and it and it huge and it had you had a whole separate studio space upstairs. So yeah, but you had to walk through my kitchen to get to it. But the whole the point is that um, the ideal studio setup um, for people who have want to have a studio from their home mm-hmm. is to have a separate space. Yes, where even even maybe even a separate entrance. And I've seen other photographers yes. who have that or a separate building. Yes, and so you've gone from having that separate space sort of. Right. Um, to basically having to go into a smaller house in an interim. Right. So dealing with that now, um, we've talked about this so many times, but having that shift is because now it's like people come over and now everything's got to be perfect or whatever because they're actually going to be in your living space. Yeah, but it, this house actually is a little bit better than the old house because the old house, you came in, you walked through the formal living room, you turned, you went through the kitchen where you could then see the, the den where everybody lived. I mean, you saw my entire house on the way upstairs to my studio. And so the, ho- the whole house had to be cleaned before clients came it over. It was pretty much just one right. gigantic room. Yeah, was, well, it, well if, you, if you're from Florida, it's a, what we, I call the Florida plan. Because yeah. every house built in Florida in the last 20 years is basically an L around the swimming pool. You know, you, it's just a big L around the swimming pool, and that's the way they all build them. So, um, but this house, uh, when you walk in, immediately to the left and the right, there's a little dining area, and then there's the formal living area, which is just a little cubby hole that I don't know why they have them on houses, but they do. And I turned that into a place to meet with my clients. And luckily, there's a half bath right there, too. So they come in, they immediately go to that little bitty segment so they don't have to come through my den, they don't have to come through my kitchen, they can go to the bathroom without going into my kitchen and stuff. Now you can still glance in, I guess, and see those rooms. Hmm. Uh, but in a way, there's a little bit, it's a little bit better, this house, because they come in the front door and they're immediately in that room. Hmm. You know, to, but, but there's no, I can't shoot in it. You know, there's no room to shoot. I had to set it up with a screen for projecting and all that sort of stuff. And I would really like to have, a, like you said, one of the houses we looked at uh, that we uh, that they didn't really want to sell it uh, was um, it was the big L, and at the end of the L was a big bonus room. And I'm like, we can seal this off and put a door on the outside wall, and boom, people will be able to come right in here to Bure Perry Photography, and and it had its own bathroom, and they would never have to go to the rest of the house or ever see the rest of the house. And that's like the dream come true for me. There's a that. there's a couple in. Um uh, photographers who are friends of uh, Julie's and mine, uh, Rich and Holly uh, Chin, 
and they have a studio, Deneff Gallery in Lake Mary, and that's a and they got a great business going, and they do beautiful work. But their um their the coolest thing is that they have a great house. It's a really beautiful old home in Lake Mary, and uh, but right next to it as like a side building, almost like an attached carriage house kind of a thing, is their studio. So it's got its own separate entrance, and there's like a oh, pocket. There's that. a pocket door on the side, but they've got their sales room, their meeting room. Their camera room. Oh, I would love that. And so people pull right up into the driveway, and there's the door for Deneff Studio yeah. Yeah. And, or Deneff Gallery, and then there's the, the door for their house. So, yeah. And that's really ideal because working from home, at least for me, was such a pain in the butt. I mean, we don't keep a dirty house or anything, but man, you got to have everything on point. And then, yep. And, you know, when we had clients coming over in the evening for a sales session, it was like, well, we better not have shrimp for dinner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the whole house is going to smell like it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's it's got its drawbacks, but I'm so used to it now that I really just don't. I don't want to go to a retail look. I don't want to do what you do. I don't want to have to drive to meet my client. Like today, I had a client come over. They were here for a half hour to pick out pictures for their photo guest book for their wedding right before you showed up. And it was so much easier to be sitting here working on my computer right up until the minute where that doorbell rang. And then I get up, I walked in, I had a sat down, I did my thing. Thank you very much. They walked out, then you showed up. Now, if I had a retail location, everything would have had to be pushed around that. I'd have been like, oh, I've got to drive back from that and then meet you here. So this would have had to start later. And et cetera, et cetera. Well, if you had a retail location, we could always record that. That's true. We could have done that too. Well, but uh, but you got to pay for the retail location. I really have enjoyed, after seven years of working from home, I really have enjoyed going to work in the morning. That's, really? That's, it's been a huge... Because um, my commute's about eight minutes. It's not like oh, a well, huge commute. Um, you know, it's three miles away from my house, so it's close enough. I don't have to take any interstates to get there. There's rarely any traffic. It's usually a... you know, um, And I really love that because I get that... Because work and home are such separate things for me, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Um, but I, I do like it um, mostly because um, I haven't... I have an eight-month-old daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I didn't want to say it out of respect for Julie. I didn't want to say that it's something really nice about being able to leave the house. I got to tell you. And, you know, it's uh, I, I love my wife and I love my daughter. And, man, she is, brings nice so much to joy into my life. But uh, you don't get anything done, you know? When no. You, when you have kids that aren't in school... Right, no. and they're home all the time. You get a lot less stuff done. There's oh, a yeah. lot of attention required. Oh, yeah. So Julie takes the the brunt of that, where she is. She gets. She not only works from home, but she keeps the house in order. She does all the laundry. She does like everything. It's amazing what she does at home, and I don't know how she does it. And she'll even uh, she'll even think she didn't get anything done today. <laughs> like she says that all the time. You didn't get anything done today, and everything she does is amazing. And I go home, and I'm at the studio, and I come home, and she's had this day where she got all this stuff done and everything's perfect she'd be like how was your day like, well you know i answered some emails i edited a few sessions i watched like six episodes of bloodline on netflix you know? <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah yeah i was a stay-at-home dad and my wife was building a new company so bobby work was working very hard all day and i had the kids all day and there was a point where we had to have a discussion because she's like i come home from work and the minute i walk in the door you check out you go to your office and you shut the door and i don't see you until like nine or ten o'clock and i said i've got to decompress from having the kids all day but she was right you know, she would work all day, and then I would expect her to take over my job when right. she got home from when she got home from work, and that was no good. It is tough. I've seen that with with us because. Um, I, but I, listen, World of Warcraft was calling. <laughs> this this was a this was the year that World of Warcraft launched, so you can't expect me not to be playing World of Warcraft, dude. Your shaman isn't going to get to level <laughs> seventy all by himself, is he? No, hey, rogue. I was a rogue. sorry. Sir. I was a rogue, dude. <laughs> we just had the nerdiest moment maybe yeah, ever on the show. 
No, but we. Uh, I actually had that thought the other day. I'm so, like, sometimes I'll have thoughts in my head, and I'll go, "You are such a freaking scumbag." Like, yes, you know? I have those thoughts so, every day. <laughs> so I come home, and we had just shot this really great commercial job. It was like a two day shoot that we shot for the uh, Department of Defense subcontractor or whatever, and it was all just shooting, basically shooting stock images for their website. And but it was very demanding. We had like. 12, 13 actors, models in there, um, all as talent. There was hair, makeup, wardrobe, sets, you know, locations, moving, blah, blah, blah. A lot of moving parts. It was a big set, a big shoot, a lot more work than we'll typically do um, over two days. Where normally I shoot a couple headshot sessions, edit some images, do some stuff on the website, whatever. And so I came home after the second day. And so I walk in the door, and Julie's like, here's the baby. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, and I'm there sitting there, and the first thought in my head was, I worked hard all day. All I wanted to come home was crack open a beer and sit on the couch for 15 minutes. And I'm thinking like, where's my scotch and my pop roast? (laughs) And so uh, we had this uh, conversation uh, in my head. where (laughs) I have so many of those. Where I said to her, honey, I'd really like to just relax. And then all of a sudden uh, I thought, she's going to punch me in the face. She's going to punch you in the face. So about 15 minutes into me uh, sulking and being like, now i got to watch the baby after working all day. I'm like, what do you think she's been doing? all day you know uh she's been working and taking care of the baby right. and taking care of the house and all that stuff and so here i am so i'm like all right we just gotta you gotta find that balance well listen you know what you do which is what we did when we were going through the whole thing was we got a uh babysitter who came over one day a week it was always the same day one day a week and watched the baby and i would go into my office and shut the door and work during that one, during the time the babysitter was there, she would come and watch the baby for like three or four hours, and that's when I would go do the books and do all this stuff. So all the stuff that Julie, a lot of stuff that Julie is doing for business, giving her a time when she can go and do it all and be free from any concerns of the baby, it's it's really nice. This is what's really amazing about that because we started doing that. Julie's mother actually comes over like two days a week now, and. Uh, it's absolutely amazing how much work you can get done in three un- uninterrupted hours oh my God, yes. when the rest of your week is chaos. Oh, yeah. If you really look at how you spend your time during the week, there's so much just dicking yes, around. Yes, I mean, you're constantly interrupted. I could do, yeah. in four solid hours of work, I could probably do most of the actual work I do in yeah, a week. Yeah, because you know? you're con- if you have kids, I'm con- from the minute uh, school's out, I'm interrupted every shoot. 10 minutes to have to f- on with homework. Right. You know, so you've got that and the rest of it. Um, how are we doing on time? Didn't we need to wrap this thing up? We, we, you know what? I, before we do, yes, I want to talk about something really exciting that's going on. Okay, okay. So we, um, when we started doing this podcast, one of our one of our uh, dreams when we said because you and I are both uh, we have to we have to know why we're doing <laughs> one, of our, one of our dreams. Yeah, this is our dreams. You know, it's just funny. You say it's one of our one of our dreams. Like that's our big hope is that someday we'll be able to do this thing you're about to talk about. Well, we thought it would be cool, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah it, well, it was a dream well, for you. It was a dream. No, we had to we had to sit down and we had to go. Right. Why are we going to do this? How right. long are we planning to do this? What's our end game? Are we trying to make it like a monetary thing? Are we just doing it for fun? And so we, one of the things that we wanted to do was you and I both enjoy going and speaking at, at conventions and schools right, and stuff. Right. And, uh, and we thought it would be really cool for us to be able to go because uh, when you are a speaker and you're teaching at conventions and stuff like that, it actually is a pretty lonely gig. Yeah. Um, especially if you fly in and then you're there for a couple of days and then you fly out. I mean – you can't, you miss after you're doing it for a little. You miss your family and you're away from your house and your business and your friends and all that stuff. But you basically just fly in the night before, then you do your speaking gig the next day, and then you usually fly out that night or the next day. And it's sort of there's there's not a lot of you. You fly to a state where maybe you only know a couple of people and all this stuff. So although most places are great at making you feel welcome, but it's still kind of a lonely process. Sure. And so we thought it'd be really cool to be able to do 
speaking engagements together because of the Photobomb podcast. That's right. pretty cool. So we have the opportunity. Yes. This is in the works. It's in the works. We are in negotiations. Which, by the way, um, uh, I, I hope that everything still goes fine because uh, it's South Carolina and the whole state apparently is flooded. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure by February <laughs> they'll by have February. it taken care of. They'll have it dried out. But yeah, they, uh, South Carolina is uh, in negotiations with us as we speak uh, to bring the photobomb team in for their state convention. Uh, I will give. I will give a, a program. You will give a program, uh, and then there will be a live photobomb podcast done with a live audience. In the live audience. At at the convention, live questions and the whole nine yards. And we are actually also debating having it actually be live streaming as well. That's possible. We we, we were just talking before the show about we've got to figure out what we're going to do. But it's going to be cool. That'll be the most fun thing for me will be to do the Photobomb podcast with a live audience. Right. I think that'll be very cool. It'll be so much better than this particular podcast you've been listening to. (laughs) So much better. No, I mean, this is a really, really cool thing. It's going to be our first live show. Right. And I really think that's uh, that's going to be a big thing. And I'd yeah. really love to get a lot of anybody in the vicinity driving distance would be really cool to, sure. get, our, to get some of our listeners out there. That'd be really fun. To yeah, have it'd be fantastic. Way. The more people come see us, the better. And I'm thinking that we definitely need to be drunk when we do it. Oh, that's, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, in the Renaissance world, here's gonna, here, here you go. Here's what the nerd I am. In the Renaissance fair, in the world of Renaissance fairs. Yeah, it's in the world of Renaissance mead? fairs. Are we going to drink mead? No, they have a thing called the beer show. Which is like uh, the last show of the day. The people who do put on, they put the shows on all day, but the last show of the day, they drink all through the show. And the idea is to just be hammered by the end of the show. People buy them drinks and push beer to them, and they call it the beer show. I, I have some friends of mine who are actually. Idea. I have some friends of mine who are actually big big deals in the Renaissance Fair world. The Tortuga, the Tortuga Twins. Hi guys. <laughs> what is the Tortuga? Yeah, the Tortuga Twins. They travel the country and they do and they perform at all the Renaissance fairs. That's just really fun to say. The Tortuga Twins? Tortuga Twins. Yeah. They're like a big deal. Like in the Renaissance world, they're like, you know, the grand old guys. Everybody in the Renaissance world knows them. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is that noise, Gary? I saw you play with your computer, and now you hit a button. <laughs> Let's go back to the Tortuga Twins. I was pulling... <laughs> Are we recording at all right now? This is, yes, we are. Okay, that's good This is why you don't have music on your website, because having music on your website is a really... Oh, you were pulling up a website that had music on it. I was pulling up uh, the website for... Well, at least it's a good segue. I was pulling up the website for uh, Photo World Chicago, where I will be speaking on November 8th, 2015. All that right. is a Sunday. I will be doing a program on weddings, and then the next day I'll be doing an all-day program on headshots, hands-on with models and lights and the whole nine yards. And if you go to appiillinois.com, all the information is on there, or just Google <laughs> Photo World Chicago. And the illustrious and amazing Boo Ray Perry will be speaking at Imaging USA. That is right. I'll be teaching. Teaching. Are we going to have the teaching versus speaking? Well, there's a difference. I mean, I'm doing a hands-on lighting workshop, and that's different than giving a program. You will be. You will be. Talking to students. Yeah, but bring your camera and you'll be shooting. It's not like when you stand up in front of the audience. You're doing a hands-on right? class all day at the pre-convention, right, right. which will be January 9th. Uh, yeah, because it's 10th. Yeah, right. So all the Saturday information the for that is Imaging in USA. USA. I'm also going to be in Tallahassee uh, like uh, maybe next week, I want to say. Maybe next Monday or Tuesday or so. I'll What's be in Tallahassee. Date? It's uh, next uh, Tuesday. What's today's date? We never have this stuff prepared ahead of time, do we? <laughs> uh, I'll be in Tallahassee. I'm speaking at the Guild there on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I'm giving a full-day lighting workshop live on the beach. And we are going to talk about bad lighting and how to overcome it and how to work within the limitations that the uh, light gives you. Now, of all the things that you do, 
Um, I by think, the way, you can just go to um, find me on Facebook, or you can go to the TPPG website. It's TallahasseePhotographers.com, and go. that is going to be all the information you need on there the race thing. Is there? So prepared. It took me a little while to type that in. <laughs> Tallahassee's got a lot of letters in it. Yes, it does. It really does. <clears throat> As I was saying, I'm sorry. So, uh, Photo World Chicago, me, Imaging USA, Boo Ray, Tallahassee Professional Photographers, Boo Ray, go to TallahasseePhotographers.com. And that's all the stuff we got coming up. We will give it more info and details on the upcoming South Carolina State Convention that's going to be in February, I think February 20th. Yes. And we will be there, and I will be giving a program on headshots. Boo Ray will be giving a program on weddings. And then we will be doing our very first ever live photobomb experience yeah. at the convention. So it's Should we really mention cool. the other thing that you want to work on for that, for that particular podcast, the thing that we, were, <laughs> that we were doing before the show? Should you even want to mention it or do you want to tease it? No, I don't. Okay. Right. Let's, just say, let's, okay well, let's just say we're going to be employing our musical talents. Well, you, you just gave it away. No, I didn't. I didn't say specifically. Right. We're going to be using right. our musical talents. Right. And uh, by the way, uh, yeah, I think that would scare people away from the phone. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. We're not going to yeah. do that. Before we go, I just want to say if you are a fan of the show, please give us uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes. Yes. Hopefully, five stars and lots yes. of nice things. This is a way that we get up and up and up in the rankings and we get more listeners. And so we can reach more people, do more stuff, yes. attract more kinds of giveaways. If you listen, to, if you listen to any like podcast, that. you will hear them constantly saying, please review us on iTunes. There's a reason. We really do need you to review us on really iTunes. Do. Yeah, because that will also hopefully get us sponsors and, like you said, the cool swag. Well, what we really want, we don't really care about making money off the podcast. No, we want swag. We want free stuff, and we want to give free stuff away That's, to yeah, you. For that, right. Um, but if you're sitting there right now, I just want you to think, hey, Boo Ray, can you hum In the Arms of the Angel? No. In the Arms <laughs> of the Oh, that angel. one, okay. Oh, thank you. Here we are, sitting here in this room, recording our podcast and there you are probably working on editing some images right now and we really need your help we need you to click on itunes head over to photobomb podcast and give us a review every day hundreds and hundreds of podcasts go unrated and unreviewed <laughs> don't let this be another one there goes the music. Yeah, like hundreds and i just like that that was a good touch hundreds and hundreds go unrated Please so help these podcasts. Stop on by on iTunes. Give us a rating and review so we'll keep this thing getting out to the masses. And uh, I think that's going to be it for us yes, today. Yes, yes. Email us, photobombpodcast.com. That's our web address. You can email us to questions at photobombpodcast.com. You can find me at booperry.com. You can find Gary at hughesfioretti.com. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.